Hello and welcome to Cutting the Bull in the Post-Truth-Apocalypse. I'm Ben. As always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hello. Today's a movie episode. We're going to talk about Bad Taste. 1987, directed by Peter Jackson, of all people. Or, it is Bad Taste, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Sorry. Or, I'd like to call it Harry Potter, the later years. Right, Mike has a theory about this, which we'll get into later. Before we get into the main show, we'll just thank some uh, a select band of new and returning listeners that I will choose completely at random. Santiago in Chile, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Aktobe in Kazakhstan, Frankfurt and Maine in Germany, Warminster in the United Kingdom, Dakar in Bangladesh, Marlborough in oh, Massachusetts, MA, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you two agreeing? You don't know. I know. That's a good point. <laughs> family in Massachusetts. All oh, right, it could be them. Could be. Leeds in the United Kingdom, Brentwood, New York, Prague in the Czech Republic, Morden in the United Kingdom, Ruppolis in Brazil, Copenhagen in Denmark, Kalak Tbilisi in Georgia, Cairo in Egypt, New York City, New York, Bengaluru in India. You're always there or thereabouts, aren't you? Persistent bastard. Giving that. Yep. Los Angeles, California, Boardman, Oregon, Bloomsbury in the United Kingdom, Guadalajara, Spain, and Ashburn, Virginia. Welcome back or welcome for the first time. Thank you again. Why George no. is new, isn't it? No, no, we've had that before. Not in Russia this week. Wow, well they're being restricted on their internet use. We're being silenced in Russia. Yeah. Oh, I'm sad that Poland and that lot haven't got on board. What for what? Having a war. Having a listen, having a listen, you know, while they're, they're bunkering down. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Surely they haven't got on bundle, because I joined in. <laughs> so let's talk about Bad Taste. Obviously, I mentioned it's started by Peter Jackson, who also plays Derek. He doesn't play Derek in this movie, does he? He plays an alien. It says he plays Derek. It does on IMDb, but he plays Robert, who's an alien. Yeah, that's right, Robert. On the film, it said Derek, didn't it? It did. Well, we'll go with IMDb, it is the gospel. Terry Potter as Ozzy, Peter O'Hearn as Barry, Craig Smith as Giles, Mike Minay as Frank, Doug Wren and Dean Laurie both as Lord Crumb. I believe that Doug Wren passed away and they had to uh, do some audio with Dean Laurie to finish the movie. Or it's Harry Potter as Derek. This is the later years. Yeah. Finish up, they've killed Voldemort and had a, this is 20 years later they've been training secretly. To fight off the alien invasion, if there is one. But not using magic. We can't use magic in the you, real you world. Can you can use magic in the, in the Muggle world. You can just you? can't be seen to use magic in the Muggle world. But if no one's seeing them, then it's okay. Well, he has got a magic bag, hasn't he? That's true. Yeah. That yeah. is true. It's not meant to be. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to just, just all those actors we just caught out, with the exception well, they're all Peter Jackson's mates. All the people in this film are people Peter Jackson met and, and their friends. This is filmed over a period of four years. I'll do some trivia at the end of the show as well. Four years at the weekends. It's impressive. Very impressive. The film starts with an emergency call from some bloke in a village. I don't know the village's name here. Carrie Horrow, mm-hmm. which is a, a New Zealand or New Zealand village. It's under attack by aliens. They're killing everybody. It's a full-scale invasion of Earth. I love that the the little weird finger, the boss guy, the intelligence governor, minister, had like mom, the queen, and then the boys on the handset. I'm yeah. to call. I thought that was ace. Carrie Horrow, 
is fast food in Maori. <laughs> Brilliant. And Barry, one of the boys, is confronted by the alien version of Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah. He looked like Boris. With an axe. And uh, this scene, I think, goes on a bit too long, because he seems to take forever to get to the fucking beach where Barry just shoots him in the head anyway. I think some of the scenes do go on too long. Yeah. They could have cut 20 minutes. Would have been better. I mean, I know you've got to make an hour and a half movie. Mm. Yeah, Barry's got a 45 Magnum revolver. He blows that alien's fucking head off, mm. covering it in blood. Poor Boris. Boris. <laughs> it's not Boris though, he's just a Boris Judge yeah. alien who's copying his style. Well, fucking never been an idiot in copying his style. Well, you know, Boris might be a fashion icon in space, who knows? Stranger things have happened. <laughs> like that Nazi becoming Pope. Exactly. Derek is sat there in the car and he says, well, I love this line, why can't aliens be friendly? He's got one hanging by a fucking rope on a cliff though, by his foot. And he's captured and he's going to sadistically torture because Derek's mm -hmm. a fucking psychopath. Yeah, hardly friendly, is it? No. And all the aliens wear double denim. There's Barry and Ken's a few and there's a fight in a shed, which we don't see. I don't know who wins that fight. I think they, they're all just wearing the same because, uh, you know, once they kill one off, they can just, you know, quick come back and, <laughs> you know, be another <laughs> one of them. I'd probably go with the fact that everybody's got, or most people in 1987 New Zealand probably had blue denim shirt and jeans. Oh yeah, just turn up in your blue denim shirt. Actually, I think the most simple reason for it is, is so we as the viewers can recognise the aliens. True. Yeah. Also, Because they did look human. Also recognise that they're third class blue collar workers hmm. from where they come from. Ooh. And that is exactly yeah, what they yeah. were as well. They were the yeah. third. They were the third class. God, you've got to throw fucking oh, yeah. Marxism into everything, <laughs> haven't you? The fucking hierarchy. We'll smash it. Break yeah. the wheel. Oh, they're working for a heartless intergalactic yeah. corporation. The McDonald's of their planet. Oh yeah, the aliens are dumb and double denim. Never wear double denim. I don't care how fucking... In a zombie apocalypse, Yips. I'm rocking double denim, I've I'll told you. I'll shoot you in the fucking head myself if you wear double denim. I'm not having any fashion crimes committed. Who's going to care at that point? Claire, there's just... Just, just you. Claire, civilization may have ended, but some standards have to be maintained. Right. <laughs> what, in, in Ben's world? Yeah. <laughs> yes, because it's my world at this Obviously, point. Obviously, uh, if we ever get cameras, you'll see that Ben is the sharpest dressed... <laughs> on point with fashion. In a mustard hoodie. Yeah. And khaki tracksuit bottoms. Grey, grey joggers. Grey, sorry, dirty grey joggers look almost khaki. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, mean, I watched these this week. It's just the light from where I'm stood. <laughs> yeah, but is it, this isn't a fashion parade. I'm only joking. You see, there is a zombie apocalypse. The zombie apocalypse, you've got to choose your apocalypse outfit carefully. Yeah, double denim. No. It's thick, it's light enough. I don't and care, Mike. Fashionable. This is is this so fashionable? Double, de double denim's not been fashionable since 1980s Dudley. <laughs> See, I'm just going for full fucking Kevlar body armour. If I can find some. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, it's going to be a lot, lot lighter than my chain mail. <laughs> it's going to be in a thong. Yeah. It's going to be in a mankini, fuck it. Just, <laughs> I don't want to survive in that hellscape. <laughs> Who's going to run to you and detonate a suicide vest <laughs> while wearing a mankini? 
He calls me in for fucking fashion food. <laughs> At least I'm having a decency to kill myself. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Very decent of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Frank and Ozzy, we could do there. They're the other members of the boys. Nice car, it's a Ford Manta. In Australia, you're either Ford or GM. Families and relationships have broke up over that. But this is New Zealand. I hate to break it to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? It's probably the same in New Zealand. They're part of the, the organisation you find out is called the Astra Investigation and Defence Service, or AIDS, <laughs> is the acronym. And after talking to Derek, he's like, yeah, I've got one, I'm hanging my rope, he's wearing blue denim, double denim. They're like, oh, you've got a fucking farmer, mate. You've got a farmer hanging for a rope by a cliff. Derek then decides he's going to go and get a hammer and bayonet from his car boot. It's more of a thin machete to be fair it's, a, it's got lugs it's got a lug it's a bayonet but it's very it's a very big bayonet though it's, it's, it was, like a it's world war one vintage it's got it's, the 18 inches it's, yeah i'd say it's foot and a half long easily i'd say it's world war one it's about 18 inches long it is a bayonet it's got a lug i thought it was a thin machete at see first. i just noticed the lug but yeah it was certainly you navy types never reckon never nothing about bayonets <laughs> <laughs> We still had exactly the same weaponry. <laughs> still had the SA-80 with the bayonet. Yeah, well, <laughs> navy types. That's all I can say on that. <laughs> Never have to use one. I just had big torpedoes and nukes. Yeah, did win a little bit on that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think in top trumps, I, I won that one. Yeah, yeah. Got a bayonet though. <laughs> it's like the Starship Troopers in it. Why were you training with knives? <laughs> Throws a knife in his hand. Because <laughs> if you just save with his hand, he can't push a button. <laughs> so this is his attempt to get the alien to talk, isn't it? Get the info yeah. out of him. He, he just screams though, doesn't it? Um, it's a weird screen though, it's not just mm. like, ah, it's like, mm. it's a bit like alien scream, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. screechy. And Derek's howling like a wolf, he's hammering that. He's loving it, yeah. he's laughing and Hammering it into the bottom of his fucking heel. Mm. Oof. This is where you see, like, the true gore of the well, it's film. the start of it, isn't it? Yeah, because obviously you've already seen a head getting blown off, you've seen... Brains already. You've seen hammers getting wedged into heads and yeah all sorts of like and getting shot with uzis and no that's, that's not yet we haven't got to that point yet yeah he killed all of them before he no, started no no. no 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 sorry jumping ahead yeah yeah derek's a fucking psycho the aliens screams he's torching draw them all to derek because they were besieging Barry. I love the alien battering ram where they were just yeah. holding their mate and slamming his head into the door. That was fantastic. <laughs> and um, the aliens all pick up weapons, don't they? And they there's, do. There's one alien left who's looking around. He just finds this little toffee hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right up the hill, isn't it? No surprises that Derek has an Uzi in his magic bag that he's already pulled an 18 inch. It's a blue rucksack that he's already managed to pull a First World War 18 inch bayonet out of. A, a hammer. Now he's got an Uzi in at least three magazines. I told you he's Harry Potter. <laughs> I told you this with his mates, Neville, Malfoy, and the other guy. Malfoy up. wasn't his mate. No, but they put their differences aside. Yeah, right. Right. You're missing out. Quite you're missing out. This is just after the 19 years later at the end of the films. Right. It's like the next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retconning that. I didn't exist. That doesn't count. <laughs> it is Mike's canon, is it? Yeah. <laughs> 
For some reason, at first, Derry can't shoot the ship. He tells <coughs> him to run, doesn't he? He says, I'm a Derek. Derricks don't run. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. Derek's a fucking psychos. <laughs> he finally managed to shoot one to death, and he's like shooting the rest quite clinically, I thought. Yeah. Using short controlled bursts. Well, he got his eye in, didn't he? Mm. It, yeah. He used that first magazine as practice. Not good when you've only got three though. No. Got an Uzi though, I mean it's, I mean they aren't the most Six, accurate things. Rounds. Close range, you know, they're not too bad because they're nine milli rounds, so spray and pray. You spray and pray. That indeed. is that is all an Uzi is. Spray and mm. pray. You're alright up to pistol range with it, but not fully automatic. This is even then. The accuracy is pretty shit. Yeah, it's nine millimetre round in it, so it's good not talk. Mm. Yeah, he has a bit of a scrap with the um, alien who was hanging off. He was hanging off the cliff. Donny he reappears. Mm. Managed to get himself free. He did. Fair play to him, I thought. Fair play to the alien. Mm. Oh, and the alien that was hanging off was also played by Peter Jackson. Yeah, the, the Robert the alien. And Derek falls off the cliff. He goes rolling off, doesn't he? There's he does. Splattering everywhere. He's popped his rivets, mm. as Barry says. He's popped his rivets. <laughs> and he gets eaten by seagulls. He does get eaten by seagulls. His mate says certainly pecking on him anyway. Mm. His mate says birds were the only thing he could relate to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is with the the village that everyone there's the aliens running around in it is a vicar's arrived to do a local collect a collection for the church. Haven't they got enough money? Played by Ron Weasley. <laughs> Just because he's got a blue Morris Minor. That's a Ford Anglia, isn't it? It's a blue car. I had to fit him somewhere in the film. <laughs> Ozzy and Frank close the road off with a fucking call sign saying nuclear contamination. He's like, no one's going to come in here after that. He's like, isn't the nearest, isn't the nearest nuclear plant where is it? In America. Yeah. In America. He's like, yeah, people don't realise that. I think it's a warship that's gone off and exploded. Further prove that Morris Minor is shit because when the vicar is accosted by an alien, he runs back to the car. Can't get it to start. That's some good old-fashioned British reliability right there from the 1970s. <laughs> the door didn't fall off, fortunately. It was fairly sturdy, but and he did manage to get away from Robert. 0 to 30 in about 12 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> 0 to 25. And he finds a very nice house, as, as Claire commented. I'm in full agreement. It's a lovely house, isn't it? Yeah, lovely house. Lovely house. And he's knocked out by the alien chef, who's quite an imposing figure. Now, is that Peter Jackson as well? I thought that name, a bit too chunky, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. Looks a bit like him, though. He does a little bit. And the vicar is, is knocked out. He wakes up gagged, and I'm assuming naked, in a barrel with an apple in his mouth. And he's, he's in soup. He's been marinated by uh, 11 secret herbs and spices. Mm. And you get the, the first one of the main baddie, Lord Crumb. It kind of reveals it's human flesh is it. He's going to be sold at the intergalactic meat market. Basically, McDonald's. Yeah, five billion are on this planet, he's saying, isn't there? He said four, but has the population of Earth shot up that much? Four. I think it has, you know. You know, he went from four billion in 1987 to seven billion in 2022. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. God, we need a nuclear war to solve this problem. I mean, no, no, let's not do that, Vladimir. Yeah, I don't think that Lord Crumb should have told him they're going to kill him because that would ruin the meat. Mm. If the animal sees a knife, it gets a rush of adrenaline and it spoils the meat. They don't know that yet. 
I don't think an animal can equate a knife and you only cut its throat. It's the rush of fear. When you start doing it. Oh, when you start doing it, yeah, yeah. but you can't but just show them a knife and then they're scared. <laughs> you see this? I don't know what it is, do they? When you start cutting them, if they see you doing yeah. it, it's not good. And you shouldn't have told him because he's never got a rush of adrenaline yeah. and, and hormones to his body. He's probably shit himself as well. He's probably shit into his secret <laughs> sauce. I would, wouldn't you? Oh, fucking too, right? Just to uh, confirm, Peter Jackson did also play Derek. He did? Which was the crazy one. Harry with Potter looks like. Yeah. With the glasses um, and the scarf. So obviously yeah. he'd shaved for those scenes. Wow. And then had the beard for the scenes as Robert. And he also played Minister, which I'm assuming would have been the vicar. maybe the, He's no, in the, in the, the chef. Oh, the minister at the start, isn't it? One who presses the button, call the boys. Okay, right, got you. Yeah. So yeah, so he actually played three characters in that film. Wow, fair play. But yeah, so so Derek is God, he's him like a, with a clean-shaven face. He's like a New Zealand Peter Sellers. <laughs> <laughs> but how different somebody looks with slightly different hair mm, yeah. and a bit of a scraggly beard. Very different, yeah. Well, it's good news for Derek, because he's alive. Derek did wear glasses. That was the disguise. It's very <laughs> true. Just wear glasses, change the shape of your face. Yeah. Well, look at Superman. There you go. Yeah, nobody fucking knew. Mm-hmm. Now, no one knows that Clark Kent was ripped as shit all the fucking time. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, but it's a seagull, didn't he? Yeah, but the seagull. He's alive, but the back of his head's hanging off. That's quite a good effect, actually. I thought that looked decent. It's yeah. a decent practical effect. Yeah. Bit find a bit of his brain on the floor. He just shoves it back in. Mm. He seems to be fine as long as it stays in place. If not, he seems to black out for a bit. And shake. It's the way he just shoves it back in. Yeah. The sound effects in this uh, movie are a bit OTT. Yeah. <laughs> the sound <laughs> effects are brilliant. The sound effects are brilliant because they make you cringe. They're like, <laughs> oh, that sounds gross. I think it was just too over the top. That's you know, the point. That's the mm. whole point of it. No, I wasn't cringing because it just wasn't realistic for me. Yeah. Uh, it was a spoof. It was meant to be cringy, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Frank, Ozzy and Barry start wrecking the alien house. It is a nice house. I'm going to mention that again. It's a lovely house. It's nice to <laughs> Been watching a lot of Homes Under the Hammer this week. <laughs> <laughs> How's your flyer ranging coming along, man? What's the name Benjamin in? <laughs> Throw lots of rooms with the hammer. David does make it back to his car and he uses a top hat to keep his head together. Yeah. So I like that, it's classy. We switch back to Frank, Ozzy and Barry who start tooling up, getting the balaclavas on and what look, well, aren't very good bulletproof vests. They're just padded, padded jackets. They're only authorised to use violence when uh, the Earth and Moon are under attack. Fair enough. Seems alright. They send the code name for invasion, which is the Bastards Have Landed. (laughs) (laughs) At this point we find out that the aliens are all in human suits. Yep. Lord Crumb puts his human suit on, doesn't he? You don't see him as an alien yet, but it's hinted at that he's putting his human suit on. You see an outline. You see a uh, shadow Mm. of him, don't you? Yeah. And he's all disfigured and then he kind of puts this, you see him putting something on essentially. Yeah. Morphs back into human form. Mm hmm. And he gives a speech, doesn't he? He says, Six of our co workers have died, killed by real arseholes. They do. <laughs> and they packed all the dead 
townsfolk in cardboard boxes. So six boxes, a beautiful thing that humans yeah. apparently is they fit into small boxes. <laughs> well once they remove all of the fat and the bones. I guess so. That's what he said. And there's blood and brains all over the floor. The boys are slipping it as they made their infiltration into the house or kitted up. Crumbs is giving this speech and he's like, Fat Crumbs, crunchy delights, it's fa- it's fast food. Yeah. Crunchy delights. Well, Bar- Barry's that disgusted by all the blood on the floor, he picks up a mop close by yeah. <laughs> and starts mopping it up. <laughs> Nagini at that point enters and Ozzy manages to rip its head off. They come off, they're not very strong, they come, to come apart easily. And he looks like Jaws from Moonraker. <laughs> the alien, yes, yeah. he does, yes. And then Barry's really pissed off and says, I'll just clean that spot. And then carries on mopping the new blood. <laughs> and he kicks the head out the window, doesn't he? <laughs> the, old the, magic st- the old magic. The old magic's still there. Which is what I say every time I play football. The old magic's still there. The old magic's still there. Frank puts a shirt on, trying to blend in over the top of the body armour, making him look incredibly fat. <laughs> And he has to drink some vomit. <laughs> one alien, one cup. <laughs> yeah, he's gi- he's given this bowl, isn't he? Yeah, rule he's called. And, and he, uh, they're all kind of gathered around the stairwell, and uh, he walks into there not knowing what he's got this bowl for, and then they all kind of shunt him over and. And they bring Robert down the stairs, holding him like a battering ram. Yeah. And then he just starts vomiting into this bowl. And it's, it's all steaming and this bright greeny blue quite gross looking yeah vomit. Like croutons as well yeah and then then he shunt him in with this bowl full of they give vomit the boss to give to the boss it, yeah. and then he goes ah the gruel was it, it I got a chunky bit lucky me yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he starts drinking it yeah and then he's like slapping his lips going mm, I had a chunky bit mm, lucky me of course you're a chunky bit, the heartless cap to this bastard. Yeah. Taking the chunky bits from the workers' mouths, eh, Mike? He has it first, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. it first, yeah. So he has the first swig and then passes it round and then obviously it gets to... Uh, who was it? Frank. Frank. It gets to Frank and and he's kind of like, oh, my God, I've got to do it. They're all watching me. So he, he reluctantly takes a little swig and then realises, oh, that's quite nice, and goes <laughs> in for another swig. He <laughs> doesn't take it off him. <laughs> <laughs> Crumb's got on about food at this point, what he's going to turn us into, and he mentions a few things. The one that really stood out for me, the one I have to write down, apart from the burgers and the lentils, was uh, I'm going to call this chewy homo nuggets. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the vicar is still marinating in the secret herbs and spices, and the boys find him, they free him, and they start making their exfiltration of the house. Yeah. There's alien guards on patrol and they have to kill one of them and it all goes a bit fucking loud and it's a shootout at that point. Um, I don't think the gun effects are too bad. They're all rolling across the garden, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's you know it's very 80s 80s, yeah. isn't it? Oh, and all people die. Each of the, the gunshots, the, the hits, the, the full of blood splurts and that. Yeah. He clearly went all out on gore mm. in this. You can't knock... I mean, obviously this is a... Was Brain Dead after this? Yes, yes Brain yes, Dead was the second. So obviously this was his test in the ground, wasn't it? Yes. For some of the stuff. The guns in the cells weren't real guns. They were just mocked up models with a tube steel or a magazine rolled Probably up. Probably BB and guns. Full no, they're not even that. They weren't, weren't even they? firing guns. All the They just shook them when they fired them to make it look as if it was recoiling. And the, in some scenes it's quite obvious, but the, the muzzle flash is added after. Yeah. 
I didn't notice, fooled me. The and RPG wasn't real. No, sure. no, because they don't tend to just go and float around like a balloon <laughs> before they hit. They tend to go in a very straight line very quickly. Uh, that fooled me yeah. as well. See, that's, that's the point of an RPG. You don't want to aim at a tank with an RPG and have it float around for a bit. They're not guided, they go where you aim, that's it. <laughs> as a layman, I didn't notice. Um... You must have seen Rambo, it doesn't... Rambo no, Rambo's obviously <laughs> the more realistic out of the two well, in this scenario. Well, yes, yes. yes. but it's Rambo, certainly not he? certainly not the the, uh, one, the line third of one. realistic. I just assumed the camera was shaking a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it a bit where the, there's a sniper in the trees. Yes, that's fun. And, and he shoots him, and then about five Three or six four, feet. Yeah. Yeah. And they all start <laughs> falling out. And I think the shoot on's shoot has pretty decent actually. That's it's very eighties. That's a good five minutes. Like, yeah, lots of lots of gunfire. Yeah, I'm, I'm always down for that. It's reminiscent of that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando. Commando. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. You're right in that. Yeah. Derek, we talked about to him. He wakes up again and he gets shit on by a ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> but he's on the way now. Gets back in the car, starts driving. Doesn't. For some reason, he's got the Beatles in his car. Where's his hat gone? Because isn't he using a belt now to, to belt his head up? Yeah. No, not yet. So when he arrives at the house, mm-hmm. he then gets his hat shot off. Ah, that's it. And uses his belt to wrap his skull back together. Then he looks like Rambo a bit. But he's got this crazy two-storey car kind of thing, hasn't he? Yeah, with, with the Beatles it. in the bottom. The Beatles, he got the four Beatles. The, the Sergeant band. Pepper. Yeah. All is sat at the front a, of the a, car. A cutout or something? Yeah, I think it cardboard is, yeah. cutouts of them, but yeah, very very weird. It's like a decoy car, I guess, isn't it? Make people think there's more people in there than there is. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and there's a bit of fight with the chef and Ozzy, and Ozzy ends up throwing off a balcony and breaks his neck. I think the real victim with Derek is the top hat. I think the top hat looks suave as fuck. Mm. <laughs> Did Derek just mention run over an alien? <laughs> that's pretty cool and then he, for some reason keeps a chainsaw in his boot in his trunk he if you uses remember. a Casio calculator as a keypad yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. calculator brilliant amazing he's got, he's got like a fucking full on murder kit in his car mm. I mean the weapons in the in the Ford Mantra I can understand they're a government agency Derek's in a fucking custom car with the Beatles in the front the lunatic's got a bag full of weapons you can't knock him for being well, prepared. prepared. Yeah. Yeah. It's his aids, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They're the amateurs. <laughs> They're the boys, damn it. That's it. Who'd you call the boys? At this point, Lord Crumb's joining the fray, but for some reason has forgotten to load his magazine. Do you know why you would not even check? When he caught the weapon, surely he'd have sit around going to the chamber, but. No, not in this. He's a silly alien. He is, he is a silly alien. He's used to lasers that just automatic, obviously. He's used to skivvies doing the shooting for That's him. That's true. He has a bit of a shooter with Barry. As is the aliens then reveal the alien form, they lose the they lose it, don't they? Mm-hmm. Gratuitous alien ass. <laughs> Was it necessary? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, their ass sort of rips out their trousers and, and their shoulders. Yeah. And then some of them have got a bit of a gut on them. Some of their them ass doesn't rip out of their shoulders. No, <laughs> their ass rips out of their. Yeah. 
<laughs> trousers, I said. They've got a bit of a cut on them, some of them, and they've got these sort of huge elongated head type. Yeah, the the heads are curved back. You can still see their eye, human eyes, though. Because they wouldn't fit in the fridge when they made the rubber casts, so to cool them down. Well, they certainly made an effort on like animatronics, though. For what it was, the mouths did move a little bit, and they had like bits on the side of their cheeks that would move as well. So they'd, they'd done something. Mechanical rubber mask. Now remembering they are remembering that the whole budget for this film was like twenty grand, twenty thousand UK, about thirty five thousand in total. New Zealand dollars. New Zealand dollars. But he he did a lot with the money. I thought the lips were shoddy. They looked like Elvis. You (laughs) You think at the time you could compare? You remember the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film? Can you remember that? Yeah. That would have been not far off around. No, that it was like nineteen ninety one. Only a few years. Nineteen ninety. I know them suits are pretty sophisticated. But when they? you look at the way their lips moved in the first one, yeah, there wasn't much to it. There was no real. You won't be able to lip read them. It was well, just no, the a tails. bit of movement up and down. <laughs> they got no lips. <laughs> but when you compare it, and their budget would have been in the millions. Oh god, yeah, them suits are quite sophisticated. Yeah. At the time. Back to the movie then. Ozzy gets the mystery box from the boot of the car. I love the mystery box. Turns out the mystery box has got a fucking RPG in it. Yeah. Which he then decides to lure some aliens into the car and then blow it up, which is a shame because it was a really nice car. <laughs> and then one of the boys sees it and then he goes, that's my car. <laughs> he runs back to the house. He's like, well, fuck this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it. Like, we can't let these fuckers leave, can we? No. They'll come back. He blows up the nice house. <laughs> yeah. Takes out like the top quarter of yeah, it. Yeah, even though he should have just blatted the front end of it completely, the lower story, and killed them. Yeah. Then again, he's. If I want to be pedantic, he doesn't look like he's about thirty meters away, and that's how long it takes the warhead to arm. Mm. You can't fire on point blank; they mm. don't work. Do you want Call of Duty? <laughs> <laughs> they do want... No, because at close range of an RPG, you get an impact kill, yeah, which is... Yeah, you do, yeah. Mm. They work, though, sort of. <laughs> but your second shot misses the house, doesn't it? It goes straight through. Yeah, that's Frank shoots sheep. That's right, yeah. Frank shoots one and blows up the sheep. Yeah, I'll say that, that's not yet, though. That's... Ah, uh, I've jumped ahead. You have jumped ahead slightly. And they go that's in for the leader, and Derek arrives the chainsaw. Kevin Derek cuts a bit an alien to pieces with the chainsaw, because, again, he's a fucking psychopath. Then shoved some alien brains in his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because his fell out and he stepped. That'll on work. It. Yeah, because that'll work. It's the alien chainsaw massacre, basically. He's just going for it. He's got ape shit. He's got ape shit. Get out of here. Ozzy is wounded by a shot to the leg. That's where Frank fires the launcher but kills the sheep. It was the last RPG round. The reason he kills the sheep, I have to add in, is because Derek with his chainsaw and his gone absolutely nutsness. He walks up to a door, doesn't open the door, goes slightly to the right of it and cuts through the wall. <laughs> and he does this through each of the doors and at the point where he cuts through a wall in the shape of him and <laughs> walks through it like a ghostbuster or some like major hero would walk through like with their steaming bloody laser gun thing or whatever and then obviously they shoot the Rocky, yeah. and he steps out of the way and it goes through the hole that he's just created. Yeah, and he then confronts Crow and he gets knocked out. <laughs> gets kicked in the nuts. Yeah. 
Oh, and the ship takes off, then, because the house is the ship. Yep. Yeah, the boss goes upstairs, doesn't he? Or That's right, he goes upstairs. It's not technological, though, is it? It's all hand cranks and levers. Well, it could be the emergency system, because obviously they shot away half the house. Possible. Mm. They could have taken out some kind of uh, control. I don't know. It's hand cranked. Let's just assume that this is a very low budget movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just add to it, I think. Mm. Now, this is going to be the final bit now. Trees are falling as the spaceship powers up, and I think they're going to do a good job with the model on this. I think it looks great. Oh, Special yeah. effects for the budget is amazing. Yeah, I think the, this particular bit was really well done, considering it's probably quite a difficult shot. You've got to get that house looking right. I don't know how they, the first shot of it, they pulled the camera down so it looked like the trees yeah. or, or up, whatever it was, to yeah, make I, the trees look like they were moving. That's right. Well, make the house look like it was moving, but it wasn't. It was the trees coming out of the shot. But that was clever. But then the second shot, it was actually some kind of model. Yeah, a model. Yeah, but that that was well done. Mm. Yeah, it didn't look different. It looked like the same house. Like it was, they they'd done it perfectly. Absolutely. And then the alien boss picks up her telephone, doesn't he? Just a normal telephone. Yeah. To call home. We lost. I lost all my minions. Lost all the scummy third class labourers. Don't worry, I'm on my way home now. Capitalist bastard. This pig. <laughs> but what he doesn't know is that the retribution mm-hmm. is on board in the form of Derek, who um, cuts a hole through the floor, falls on top of him, and literally, after screaming, Suck my spinning steel, shithead, <laughs> basically cuts him all the way to his fucking arsehole. This is Peter Jackson. Yeah. As <laughs> what you know of him now, Lord of the Rings, he was actually. Crackers <laughs> as, yeah. a, as an actor, absolutely. He crawls through him and then screams, I'm born again, as he emerges from Crumb's oh, asshole. Oh, He's cut his way through. <laughs> he then picks up the phone and says, I'm coming to get you, you bastards, and puts his someone's skin on. It's not, I don't think it's Crumb's, I don't no, know. I think yeah, I think it was. It is. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He's, he's then wearing the skin, and that's that's yeah. the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Derek's gonna go and declare war on an entire alien race. Mm. Well, I, think they, I think they declared war when they landed and tried to eat us. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's a declaration of war myself. Well, yes, I fully agree with you, and they should be shown no mercy, Mike. Mm. Do you know what? I'll be surprised if almost every single listener doesn't try and find this movie now and watch it with the synopsis we've just given it. Who wouldn't want to watch that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Claire. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to watch it again. It is, you wouldn't want to watch it again, but you've just watched it, so... Now, it is a 6.5 on AMDB, and I think that given the budget and, you know, the very rough nature of the film, I think that's completely reasonable. The way it was made in the four years, the continuity... Four years? The continuity. It's a dedication of... Le- Labour of love, isn't it? And you can see it, he comes out in the film, just mates having a laugh. Yeah. Yeah, we have a stupid film where aliens come and try and eat humans. So over four years, on weekends, they shot it, he funded most of it himself. I'd give it a seven just for the budget. Yeah. Made the costumes, I believe, the uh, alien costumes and Mm -hmm. things like that. Probably made most of the props himself. All the masks were made in his mother's kitchen. There you go. Some of the scenes went on too long, but... Yeah, well, that's just, you know, it's his first movie. It's yeah, it makes sense, it's it coherent, out. it's funny, it's clever it in places. Yeah. A, a full movie, I liked it. Wasn't he? It was clever in places, and clever for the time as well, because yeah. it was always like, 
you know, bringing the royal family and stuff and taking the piss, wasn't it? Mm. Here you go. The firearms in the film are all non-functional replicas made by Peter Jackson. For example, what appears to be a World War II Sterling submachine gun is actually a length of aluminium pipe, a handle made from Fimo. I don't know what Fimo is. Fimo is Fimo. Um, clay that you can bake mm. and it goes hard mm. right. and you can paint it. And a piece of wood to stand in for the ammunition magazine. The actors shook the props to simulate recall and the muzzle flashes were added post-production. Looks good to me. Full mate. All the dialogue in the film was dubbed in post-production. This yeah, is for two reasons. Part of the footage had no sound with it since it had been filmed on Peter Jackson's own 16mm camera, which didn't sound support film recording. And B, once the New Zealand's Film Commission funded the remainder of the film, Jackson had a sound camera. Though neither Jackson nor his crew were very skilled with sound recording and most of the dialogue was unusable. Uh-huh. And the famous chainsaw from Derek didn't actually work. <laughs> Close-up shots of the chainsaw cutting through things were shot using a much smaller but functional chainsaw. Fair dues. Again, you, but you wouldn't notice on such... On the first movie that was anything to... I've seen fair dingums. I've seen Hollywood blockbuster with shit it. Yeah, worse con- continuity yeah. things, yeah. Like, like I said, I think that's what impresses me, knowing that it took four years over... Like, Literally on weekends, week, every other yeah, weekend, yeah. to get the continuity, because there's not a scene where you think, oh, his beard was two inches longer a minute ago, or anything like that. It, like, fair play, little things like that were brilliant. Yep. The vomiting scene. <laughs> the shot of Robert vomiting into the bowl is not Peter Jackson, but a hand puppet of Robert. Peter cast his face in plaster, and it was made into a hand puppet. There was a funnel at the back of the puppet's head where the vomit was poured into. Yeah, I, I do like, think I it looked that. a bit plasticky when it was when it did the close-up on his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I played uh, with it for a second. So. The, the sheet. I, was, I, I thought it was still well done, to be Probably, fair. Yeah. I, I love the practical effects. If nothing like else, him. I do love some practical effects. Peter O'Hearn, who Barry hadn't shaved before his first scene, so obviously Jackson told him to keep that look for continuity, as we said. So for four years, O'Hearn couldn't shave for more than once a week and this habit was hard to break after the shooting was completed. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, he, yeah, he'd yeah. just go to doing it once a week, wouldn't mm-hmm. he? Just... Unlike me, once in a blue moon. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming up. Oh, the Van yeah. Derrick drives in 1961 Thames 5CWT wheelchair converted van. Uh, right. It belonged to Peter Jackson in real life. <laughs> That was the the weird two story. Looks a bit like a popermobile. Yes. It looked like it didn't have a seat. That would make sense, wouldn't it? So they'd have just gone in with a wheelchair, and that's why it had that long extended. How how um, you drove it with no like nothing to sit on then? Well, because you've got your wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. How would he do it? Oh, he's obviously put a seat in or something. I'd have thought. There wasn't any seat. I didn't notice, but I suppose you could stand up, couldn't you? And use two pedals. Automatic. No, we know they're disabled, they can't use the pedals. Well, they might have levers. Yeah, they'll have levers. Yeah. That's a good point. Good thinking there, Michael. Mm. I've seen Michael dogs drive. Michael, my son! <laughs> I've seen dogs drive cars. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Okay. Yeah, was that there, boys? I know Marin's lead's a bit rough, but the dogs were making cars there as well. I think it was in New Zealand, actually. No. 
That sounds about right. They train dogs to drive cars for disabled people. Yeah. Fuck off. Honestly, I no, I'm not. sorry, man. I've seen a dog check in the window. <laughs> <laughs> not seen all these like spoof adverts they do in Australia and New Zealand and that do you not think that might be one of those silly adverts that they do honestly I swear to god look it up dogs driving cars as always listener you do the research Uh, we'll have a couple more the movie was banned in the Australian state of Queensland until the early 90s when their censorship board was disbanded (laughs) fucking pussies and there's a line, there's no glowing fingers on these bastards. <laughs> yeah. Is Obviously a, a tribute to E.T. Obviously a reference to E.T., yeah. uh, directed by Spielberg. Eight years later, Jackson would work with Dee Wallace, who plays Mary in The Frighteners, and later collaborate with Spielberg in The Adventures of Tintin. So it's all about okay. eight degrees of separation. He went from this to working with Spielberg. Good on him. Well, it's yeah. imaginative, isn't it? Yeah, I'll give it that. Actually, there's more of a Doctor Who reference, to mm. be fair. I mean, obviously, you've woven your Harry Potter canon with into the, this movie, uh, you know? With, with his outfit and that. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the first Scarfy, ca- the, yeah, the character the Derek wears a long scarf, similar to that of the fourth Doctor, and a line of dialogue mentions the aliens arriving in a telephone box. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay, so that was a, a hat tip. Yes, a little to, hat uh, tip. Yeah. This is 1987, Doctor Who's quite popular. Yeah, it had been for 20 years already. It looks just like the Gryffindor scarf as well, though, doesn't it? Yes, but to be fair, it hadn't even been written I know, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like you say, could she have been a fan mm. of this film and based it upon yeah. a prequel? <laughs> obviously, I'm, I'm not. It's a prequel. I'm joking. It's obviously not a <laughs> yeah. sequel, though. But no, no, this is canon now. It's too late. It, it was funny. He's got, yeah. in, he's got the same glasses. He does look a bit like yeah. Harry Potter. I'm sorry, yeah. it's podcast canon now that Bad Taste is a Harry Potter yeah. prequel. And the flying sequel. car, the blue flying car, it looks a little bit similar. <laughs> you know? It's the same colour blue. Close enough for me. Yeah. It's got four wheels and a steering wheel. <laughs> 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 My final thoughts, I quite enjoyed it. I personally would give it a, a solid seven. I think it, it dragged a little bit in places. Yeah. Uh, some of the scenes are too long. Probably is a 6.5, but I'll, I'll bump it up to a seven just for the fact that they made it on such a um, low yeah, budget. Yeah, on a completely nothing budget. I think the effects, the practical effects are decent. It's funny in places. It's funny in places. It's, I think it's it, laugh out loud yeah. in places as well. Not just, huh, it actually makes you laugh. A proper belly laugh a bit and but I think it is very much a boys film isn't it because Claire didn't I really, like no, it I like, I like blood and guts and all mm. that like, but I've got to be like you know really drawn into it it's got to be it's like capturing mm. and that, that didn't capture me but I should imagine for the time if I went to the cinema or something to watch that you know that would have been amazing yeah it wouldn't have been too bad would it would have fit in with a lot of 80s yeah. sort of dodgy yeah Sci-fi. For the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, give it, I'll give it a seven. Yeah. I think I'd uh, give it a... I think all counted for, I would say 7.5. Oh. No, you really like it. No, I do. It's, I watched it very young. when It, it was it was made in 1987. I'd have been five at that point. I think I probably watched it when I was about seven or eight. It must have been... Because I think I watched it before I moved to Saudi. It's about 1990, maybe, I watched that film. I'm not, hey. I'm not rating it. I have, I have, I have three year old I won't be watching it again. You gave it a two earlier. Yeah. <laughs> You're sticking by that. 
Somebody, yeah, along, right, you know. Two out of ten from Claire. Well, you're fired. Boo. No, no. Everyone's in charge of the opinion. No. Yeah, it's, it, it's but like uh, you say, Mike, it's a boys' film, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, there are only female cast in it. I'd rather go and watch Plastic There's one female. And I'm not. That's, that's the uh, cooperator at the start of the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I'm not being sexist by saying that either. It is just. I think it's just guys. Toilet humour, kind yeah. of. It's, it's well, that. When did Clash of the Titans come out? Because I thought that was sick. That's nothing to do with it. It's nothing to do with this, but like, that, that was like. Clay, the original. Like, Clay, yeah, uh, Clay 1981. Like, you know, that got me gripped. No, 81. Was it? Yeah. Exactly. So, it's, you, you know. That film's fucking awesome. Yeah. Ben the remake. Jesus. Oh, the remake was fucking terrible. They made yeah. turn purges. Which one? Percy Jackson or. Anything better no, in the no, sequel? No. In the remake, the original is the Scorpions. Yeah, they, a lot better than the original. Yeah, yeah. they spent all their budget on that. Medusa looks shit. I know, yeah. yeah that Medusa paint. looks better in the 81. She does, version. yeah. She looks yeah. awful in the new one. But the Scorpions is the only thing I'll oh, give it. And they turn Persis into a whiny bitch. Oh. <laughs> so this film is two years after that, yeah. no? No, six years. Six, six years, years after that, exactly. So. And done on a smaller budget. Yeah. Much smaller Class budget. Classified to be millions. Oh, pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about. Mi- oh, it's a couple of million, yeah, yeah. Not talking yeah, massive. Yeah. At least a million has got to be. The average is about sort of, yeah, two to three million back then for a. Clash of the Titans, one Budget, nine million or fifteen million. There you go. Why? So Between 59 and 15. No, no, it's 15 million today's money. Money talks? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that what that means? Yeah. So at the time. 9 million nine, back then, or 15 million, million. Back, or 15 million now. Right. So, so quite a 9 million film. compared to 20,000. 20,000, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bit of a jump. I mean, right. okay, probably actually, is a good film. Uh, probably less US dollars, because New Zealand dollars mean nothing compared to the actual dollar. Yeah. It's why I was, it's, or the pound for that matter. That's why oh, I, I thought said somebody it's about, about it was about thirty-five New Zealand dollars, thirty-five thousand New Zealand dollars, and that's about twenty grand. That's, that's why I said about twenty grand in yeah. in English. But it was about two to the pound, so it might have even been a bit less than that. Yeah. Could be like closer to seventeen oh. grand. Either way, I think great job with the budget. Yeah, super job. Yeah, and it's what film. made him. It made him. Yeah. He'd have never done Lord of the Rings if it hadn't been for this film. End off. That's what you forget. I mean, he did this. He did Brain Dead. He didn't do a great deal in between Lord of the Rings. Not big, anyway. Until, Frighteners. Frighteners yeah. he was on. I mean, that was a good movie. How'd you go from this to Frighteners, which I love. I love that movie. Brilliant, Brilliant film. Brilliant um, film. To, here, Pete, you're from New Zealand. We're filming it here. Lord of the Rings, crack on. What the fuck? How'd you go to land that job? There's probably stuff I don't know, in all fairness, about that. It does seem like... A, I never heard I of the guy. I think it was him that went to the studios with the idea, wasn't it? Possibly he could have been the one that adapted it, yeah. I've got this great back garden, mate. Yeah. Bloody huge! <laughs> but the fact that they funded it on the back of these films... Fair play. Absolutely. Yeah, because what did he bring in from this? Have you ever seen what he got from this film? No. Because, obviously, he had the £20,000 budget-ish... Yeah. It was quite. A, it's a cult what movie, isn't it? So it would. Would he be lucky to make his money back on VHS sales? All right, let's move on with that while Pete looks that up. This is from the Inquisitor in Feb. Oh, Valentine's Day, twenty seventeen. 
See what's this from? Oh, that's cute. Bizarre report claims aliens eating people at secret UFO base in Arizona. I love it. This is by a guy called Norman Bird. Is that his hair? <laughs> it looks like a cheap Brian May. It does look like a cheap Brian May ripoff. Observing aliens is nothing new, nor the sightings of secret bases for UFOs, and still an official document the United States Department of Agriculture has revealed a report that was filed where a man claimed to have observed aliens and humans working together at what looked like a base still under construction, and he also claimed to see aliens eating people. The Daily Express, is that the British paper, do yeah. you think? Mm. It is, yeah. yeah. Reported this week that the US Department of Agriculture released several files detailing allegations of UFO and alien activity near a national park in Arizona. I'm pretty sure the Americans have Daily Express. So it could well be American, couldn't it? I don't know. Could be. Could be either one. Either way, the Daily Express in the UK is fucking trash. Yeah. <laughs> Originally fielded by the US Forest Service, the files are obtained by John Greenwald, founder of the Black Vault website, who do us some favours on our research, I must admit to visiting that now and again who specialises in disclosing former classified documents and materials concerning aliens and UFOs. One report stood out in it that it contained information regarding aliens interacting with humans, aliens eating humans, and the construction of a secret UFO base, and the observer claiming to have photographic proof of his allegations and a severed human head. <laughs> Just because why not? Yeah, I've got a severed human head here. Where'd you get it from? The aliens. aliens. Yeah. Uh, the original report was taken at the service's southwestern region office in Albuquerque, New Mexico and provided details in an email from an observer in Arizona. That's weird. I love that name, Albuquerque. Yeah. I've always wanted to go there. In the email, the alleged witness claimed to have personally observed the construction of an alien base in the Tonto National Forest, which is near Phoenix, Arizona, and the email contained the following. David received a call this morning at the front desk from a mail caller reporting the construction of a secret government installation upstream from the Salt River Canyon past Penal Creek, upstream from Roosevelt Lake. Aliens and at least one detached head are involved. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, that sounds like an alien is working with a detached head <laughs> on constructing a secret government <laughs> installation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he goes and says, hey, the wrench head. <laughs> head, you don't do nothing. You do nothing, head. <laughs> or to resting reference, he's Al Snow, who for a finishing move used to hit them with a doll's head called Head, like a big mannequin head. Huh. He would do his head, and he would get the crowd to chant Head, 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 Head before he hit them in the face of this mannequin. Is that like a bad version of Timmy Mallet? Now Al Snow's ace. Better than Timmy Mallet. Although I can't speak for Arsenal's pop career, I don't know what that's like. Timmy Mallet, obviously, UK number one. Oh, yeah. Itsy bitsy teeny. Let's not get into it. <laughs> <laughs> the witness found a severed head and claims to have pictures of some of this stuff. The witness, whose name was noted, disclosed, said he had already reported on unusual activity. Unusual? Someone's on the red curve! <laughs> Floating head building a base. <laughs> he said he'd already called the office of the lake. The email continued, but he didn't know if those people were turning the other cheek or maybe those people who paid off. 
The email then goes to note the service was anticipating, quote, the Phoenix Meads will be all over this, and then ended with an insistent postscript, P.S. David and I aren't doing drugs either. <laughs> <laughs> we aren't doing drugs. Mm. <laughs> we weren't tripping, honestly. I think yeah. it's fair to say that when someone ends an email saying, P.S. I wasn't on drugs, I think we could all safely assume that they were on drugs. Yeah, you started with a seven head. I didn't do any drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there appears to be no follow-up investigation, cover-up, clearly, (laughs) to the strange observations. The Phoenix Press does not appear to have gotten wind of the secret goings-on at the National Park, but the Express noted that the 2013 sightings of aliens and UFOs wasn't the first allegation of a secret military or alien base at Tonto National Forest. Conspiracy theorists about the government and aliens collaborating at secret facilities in the American Southwest have been making the rounds for years. And they have Area 51, Dorsey yeah. Base. It's all there. Yeah. Check out our episodes on those. Yeah. As for the allegations of aliens eating people, there is no evidence to suggest that such things have occurred. No evidence has been found. Yeah, well, yeah. Because they've eaten it. Yeah. They <laughs> ate the bones as well. Maybe. Make them into a nice broth. I thought exactly the same thing. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> you beat me to it. Uh, great minds. Exactly. And great broth. Well, maybe not with maybe. human bones, I don't know. Ah, uh, Mr. Burns, they think you're some kind of ogre. They sure don't want to eat their bones. <laughs> I'll grind their bones to make my bread. <laughs> Don't trust me on Simpsons quotes. <laughs> Don't test me on them. <laughs> Yet, conspiracy theories abound wherein aliens devour humans, sometimes in collaboration with government and or military officials, where the officials willingly supply aliens with humans for food in exchange for not exterminating humanity or gaining alien technology information, or both. It sounds a bit like uh, giving up the virgins to the fucking... Kraken? The Kraken or oil dragon or whatever, yep. So what do we think? Sounds like bollocks to me. <laughs> well, when someone ends an email with, I <laughs> wasn't on drugs, <laughs> it usually means that they're on drugs. I've not been smoking my crack pipe today, honest. Yeah, so they say, yeah, I saw this UFO, I, I just left the pub, it was a bit half past twelve, I wasn't drunk though. It's like, yeah, you clearly were. <laughs> well, according to some scientists, they don't think aliens would ever eat humans. Right, well, we can't base this on Mars Attacks. Mm. <laughs> Although I do love that movie. For his new book, Aliens, the World's Leading Scientists on the Search for Extraterrestrial Life, quantum physicist Jim Al-Khali... Khalili. Khalili. He's really good, actually. Oh, There's right. a lot of stuff on the BBC as well. OK. Jim Al-Khalili asked a series of experts to explore how humans might actually make contact with aliens. And the possibility is not as far-fetched as it wouldn't seem because they've been here for years, people! Dressed as humans. Since Eisenhower met them, they've been here. Didn't we call bullshit on that? No, I didn't. I don't recall calling bullshit on that. No, no, I think we came to the conclusion it was highly possible and likely. There was just no evidence, apart from our massive technological leaps. No hard evidence, anyway. No. (laughs) Hard. Since NASA launched its Kepler mission in 2009, researchers have discovered thousands of new planets and revolutionised our concept of how many habitable worlds could exist, writes astrobiologist 
Natalie Cabral in one of the book's essays. Oh, that's made me remember what my topic is going to be. Oh, yeah? Exoplanets. Ah. Next week. Ooh. Something a bit different. Cool. Science. Science. Tune in, listeners. It'll be a fun one. Mm. Science. <laughs> da da da. <laughs> But while Hollywood suggests we should expect to battle their inhabitants, science tells a different story. Here, five popular alien myths that aliens debunks. Alright, so aliens would eat us, myth number one. Movies like The Blob and Critters imagine aliens harvesting humans for food. An unpleasant prospect, you don't fucking say. But it doesn't track with the science of nutrition, writes astrobiologist Lewis Dartnell. I've met him. I've met him? Yeah. When I worked at the school, we came and gave a talk to the mm. kids. Oh. Cool. Cool. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Well, he's an astrobiologist, yeah. like. In order for aliens to get nourishment from eating us, their bodies would have to be capable of processing our molecules, like amino acids and sugars. And that requires having a similar biochemistry, a long shot for a species that hails from a different world. Mm, yeah. Right, yeah. They might be made up of different things to us. It's eating true. us. Wouldn't give me nourishment. And also, if we're harbouring a disease, like say they yeah, kill you well, when you've got, got a cold. Well, just look at the bush meat. Of the worlds. <laughs> look at AIDS. Look at bush meat. Mm. Someone had a monkey and now they've got AIDS. Yeah. Or fucked a monkey, whichever one you want to believe. Probably both. <laughs> Probably fucked and ate it. it and ate it, yeah. I don't want to predict the order in which yeah. it happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Excuse me. <laughs> Squeaker. It's been a while since someone's fired on the show. I'm leaving that in. You leave that in. I'm not ashamed. Comic. We'll do it. Comic. <laughs> we all fart. Everybody poops. Yeah. Aliens will breed with us. Again, not happening. I'm down for it. I've always wanted a green skin. To be fair, that fit green one out of Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd do it. Oh, let's not forget the Star there's, Trek. There's a green one in Star Trek. The green well. with the red hair. Oh. Leia, technically an alien, do her. But we can't breed with chimps, so how the hell would they breed with us? I'd give it a go with Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> would you say no if he asked you? Well, he's going to rip your arms off if you do. <laughs> so, you never know. He looks could like be the, the bearer of the children. Fuck me up. In that situation, I'm probably going to want to be the giver. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Chewie's going to. I don't think Chewie's a giver. I don't think she's going to receive it. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think Chewie's a power bottom in this scenario. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. But I'm doing book first. I'm bringing out some of my uh, forces, kind of mentality now. <laughs> my weird, my weirdness. Aliens would look like us. All right, well, I, Good possibility. I think there's a possibility, but apparently that human evolution depends on so many unique and unpredictable yeah, factors. Yeah, yeah, there is that. It's near impossible that an extraterrestrial species would have human-like features like the aliens in the day the Earth would still in Star Trek. It's far likelier, writes neuroscientist Anil Seth, that they'd be as different as the octopus, our very own terrestrial alien, which is a high-level intelligence, a decentralised nervous system, and an alternative style of consciousness. So they're saying they'd be as different from us as octopuses would to us. Yeah. But then you've got the supposed the Nordics and the, the Greys and that, which are it's humanoid, similar aren't they? to yeah. us. So and in bad taste, a humanoid. That, that's only what's come out of our own imagination. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah but true. no. And it's easier to cast people as 
things that look like humans. Hang on. But then if you go back to where I, the Eisenhower episode... Yeah, the Nordics. And the Nordics and the, the Greys, they're could, humanoid. They're yeah, it could all be bullshit for fuck's sake. Well, it could be. It could be. It could be every, every single alien interaction that people have reported has had humanoid figures. Yeah. And if they were interested in our world, obviously they've got the capabilities and technology to see what our atmosphere is, etc. So the only reason they're going to have any interest in our world is if they can survive in our atmosphere. Therefore, they're going to have similar makeups like oxygen. They're going to be carbon-based life forms, aren't they? It's going to be... Exactly. So you could imagine that if there are aliens that come here, chances are they are going to be humanoid to an extent. No, because the chances are that a planet... Is exactly like ours. It's pretty rare. Oh yeah, but it only has to be. Well, look at exoplanets next week, and you'll see all the different variety of planets. Yeah. Life might form from silicone. It might. Not but even this form is why from... they're not exactly like humans. They're just humanoid. So they're upright. No. Two legs, two arms, Ed, two eyes, two of everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like they're human-like. So if you, if they're having similar environments to us. Which would be the only reason they're And a similar probably. course of evolution, very similar. Yeah. And dinosaurs would have to have died out pretty much the same time. Because otherwise, dinosaurs would mammals wouldn't have ruled the Earth. We wouldn't have what evolved. If the, the, their planet was formed before the Earth's. It's older than the Earth. And they've had a lot of similar... They've had evolution Doesn't longer. Doesn't matter. They've, they've got to have the same evolution, the same evolutionary tree. And they might... Well... But all this is completely theoretical because we ain't got a fucking clue. Oh, no. <laughs> it's one of them, it's, it's an endless topic. <laughs> yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson said that the most uh, sort of logical thing portrayed in culture and movies would be the blob. I've but, heard that as yeah. well. I've heard that before. The most likely sort of form of alien. Yeah, I can buy that. Well, if anybody's watched the Seth MacFarlane... Uh, the Orville? Orville, is not it, yeah. There is a blob in that, and he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> no, it's going to be myth number four. Aliens are living creatures. We don't know. They could be robots. Yep. Most yeah. likely would be. Like the lackeys that sent yeah. out like yeah, drones or Who can live in live forever. No, the power yeah. got power. Well, uh, civilized... that have taken over another Earth-type place, killed BSG. them all off. Bit yeah. of Battlestar Galactica scenario. Killed them all off, and now they're coming out, mm. you know, to, to other planets. Yeah. Possibility. Looking for other carbonate forms, like, yeah. Yeah, strip us of our raw materials. Although they say that aliens <laughs> would, wouldn't steal our raw materials. The earth and water and metal, the aliens in Independence Day famously are out of strip of its resources. But again, that logic doesn't add up, right? It's dark now. Most of our metal is in the earth's core, right? It's crust. Asteroids will be far tar- better targets on mining. And icy moons like Jupiter's Europa will be easier places to stock up on water. They're inhabited and they don't have Earth's strong gravitational pull. Mm. So if aliens aren't interested in harvesting our bodies or our lands, why would they make contact? Don't now suggest a purer motive? Curiosity. If aliens did come to Earth, he writes, it would probably be as researchers, biologists, anthropologists, linguists, keen to understand the peculiar workings of life on Earth, to meet humanity and learn of our art, music, culture, languages, philosophy and religions. Presumably then we should hide all our alien movies. They're more likely to come towards us, look at what's going on and go, fuck that, I'll leave them to it. I never you would have watched, don't you? He missed out the probers. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the probing, damn it? 
the purpose? I, I guess they're the biologists. Yeah. 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 You know, if they're like a really advanced civilization and they're completely peaceful because they're so advanced, they've done away with war and they don't need it, then fine. That's great. That's wonderful. We're taking a huge gamble on that. It could be someone who's a bit more further along than us. Mm. A bit like us in nature. Who's like, oh, well, these boys need a good kicking because they've got shit we want. Because that's what we do. Isn't it? Look at every single time yeah, but mankind... He just, said, he just said the resources would be easier to plunder from elsewhere. You'd have to fight the humans to get it. No, but maybe you want to take the world whole because you can live here after. You'll conquer us. And they can submit to their will. The only thing I can think of is slaves. That's it. They could just use slave labour and strip our planet dry. They haven't got to do anything then. No, I'm not on about that. They'd take us... Somewhere a slave else, somewhere right. else and work somewhere else. Oh, yeah, maybe. The human race would die out, we'd just be consigned to a race of slaves. Yep. Which I'm sure some people will find erotic. And forced to worship our alien overlords. And I, for one, welcome our new alien overlords. <laughs> Can't be any worse than the ones we've got now. <laughs> they might only have a two day week on an alien planet. Yeah, but that week could be like. The full half full seven days, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just two classes two for them. Seven hundred hour long days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Damn, <that> could... <laughs> sounded good. <laughs> All right, I think we should end the episode there then. Fucked up facts. You, if you want, yeah. Yeah. Jingle please. Facts, facts, fucked up facts, 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 facts. Facts. Fucking hell. All right, Pam, all right. <laughs> Go on then, Mike, hit us with some facts. Some ancient insects have been found preserved in amber halfway through a fart. <laughs> oh, great, so that means we're going to get some kind of fart dinosaur. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture now of a gas bubble emerging from the rectum of a Dominican amber cockroach. Wow. Isn't nature wonderful? Anyone want to see? Oh, yeah, go on. Have a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lovely. Oh, stunning. There you go, but have a gander. That's looking incredible. Looks like a prolapsed anus. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't nature wonderful? It's just shitting itself. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Dead. The invention of glass spectacles in the late 13th century lengthened the professional life of scholars and craftspeople by 15 years or more. Wow. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, there's all them monks doing the old calligraphy. It's quite fine, isn't it? Mm. Yep, can't see this anymore. Right, you're binned off. Get yep. the young lads in. Off your fuck. Mm. <laughs> the first wireless TV remote control was in 1955 Pistol-shaped Flashmatic by Zenith. Pistol-shaped. I love it. Why not? An American company, I'm assuming. I imagine so. It was marketed as a flash gun that would let the viewer shoot off annoying commercials from across the room. <laughs> I like that. And why shouldn't fucking remotes be gun-shaped? Uh, I love it. Hmm. In the 1950s, yeah, why shouldn't they be gun-shaped? How easy would that be? Not yeah. nowadays, though, with... With all your buttons you'd need on it. Right. In them days when it was literally change channel volume off mm. three channels, whatever it would have been. You just got up and down, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, your info button, your pause button, your record button, there's too many buttons, you're right, but it wouldn't work nowadays. <laughs> I should have had them all down the side of the barrel. Well, you'd have to have them all down the side of the yeah, barrel, but then we'd have to feature the object of having the gun then, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be pointless. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way around it, but I can't. But I like the idea back then. Hmm. You have a revolver, so six channels. Yeah. <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom. That'd be a ace. roulette tonight, baby. Yeah. <laughs> there is a creature that is named after the Titanic. Can anyone guess what kind of creature it might be? <laughs> Something that floats. A whale? <laughs> Something that sinks. Something that sinks. I've got no idea. It's a metal eating bacteria. Oh shit, that's the thing that's killing it. Killing the Halomanus titanicae, deep dwelling and metal eating species of bacteria that was discovered for the first time in 2010 on a rusting iron of the Titanic. Uh, yeah, because it's going the Titanic wreck's going to fall apart by 2030. Mm. It's going to be just, it's just going to disintegrate. Mm. Won't be there. It's just rusting. No, it's these little no creatures that eat process. eat the metal. All the wooden bits have gone as well. They've been eaten by little worms. And the metal's being feasted on by this. this like, it's like an algae-like rust thing. Mm. Eats the metal. It's going to be gone by 2030, I think, they reckon. Maybe a bit later. But it's, it's, it's going to collapse on itself. It wasn't in great shape when it hit the bottom anyway. No, I don't doubt it was. Long way down, isn't it, that one? A few, three? Mi a few miles, yeah. I think it's a couple of miles, yeah. Two or three miles, maybe. Mm. Look, I'm wrong on that list, no, don't quote me on that, but yeah. Mm. Mm. Sunk for insurance fraud, check our episode of the Titanic. In Nahuatl, the language spoken by the Aztecs and still spoken in Mexico. I believe it's called Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. Gold is translated as yellow divine excrement and oh. silver as white divine excrement. Interesting. Cool. Because they didn't think gold was that valuable because they had shit tons of it, didn't yeah. they? So when the conquistadors turned up, and there's a fucking definition of audacity, and Anne Cortez rocking up with 150 guys and a couple of cannons and taking on the Aztec Empire and stealing all their gold, they were just like, yeah, take the gold, white devil. <laughs> we don't care about it. Since we got loads of that. It's fucking worthless to us. Of course, the Spain and that, Europe, gold's like the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely get more viewers on uh, Aussie gold hunters, wouldn't it? Well, they were fighting Aztecs. Aussie yellow... Excrement. What is it? Aussie yellow divine excrement. Yeah. Maybe not quite as catchy. Definitely. Good, yeah. <laughs> or they were fighting Aztecs. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish gold hunters. 1560. <laughs> 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 That's a show I'd watch. Why is there never a show of that? Actually, the Conquistadors. It did. The mysterious cities of gold. Oh, that wasn't. It was brilliant. I loved it as a kid. Yeah, but it's no good now. Uh, Either a really good sort of fucking Game of Thrones style show on that, or the little political twists in the background. <laughs> anyway, enough of my pitching stuff to Netflix. <laughs> They'll buy anything. Next fact. Yep. Isaac Newton was such a bad teacher that no one enrolled in his classes. Yeah. Uh, since his contract required he teach, he sometimes lectured to an empty room. <laughs> Shame, really, isn't it? He didn't get to impart his knowledge on people. Yeah, but I, well, he did in his books. He was really yeah, massively autistic and couldn't communicate. There's nothing better than actual, like physical learning, is there? You can read and read, but if somebody's 
talking at you. you and talking at you, you can take that in a lot better. I'll tell you what, the, it makes a hell of a difference whether you have a good teacher or a bad teacher. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah. It's just a shame he was a bad teacher, isn't it? Because yeah. he could have yeah. Yeah. He made a lot more with his knowledge. Well, he was, he was just sitting under apple trees waiting for one to fall on his head. I bet he was one of them monotone teachers that was just like... Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> I thought you did the Rocky theme then. I've been to his house in the Tower of London, Isaac Newton. Walked the same cobbles as him. Good for you. Yeah. The Tower of London? Yeah, he lived in the Tower of London when he was uh, head of the Royal Mint. That's where the Mint was. Didn't realise that. I'd probably walk there as well. Did you punch around in a fine wig? I don't know. I'd imagine that he he may have been of punch. I don't know. I can't comment. There are rumours about his sexuality. I'm not sure if they're true or not, as no one can be. Did he have a wig on? Yeah, maybe. Was the twas the fashion at the time? (laughs) Like tying an onion to your belt. Simpsons quote. (laughs) Tie the onion to my belt. As was a star at the time. Here's one for you, Ben. Go on then. This is going to be. This is life or death to you. All right, go on. It is illegal to mispronounce Arkansas while in Arkansas. No way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) If I ever go to Arkansas, I'm dead. (laughs) It's going to get the death sentence. (laughs) They keep doing it, sir. Why do you. I can't remember it. This goddamn Arkansas law. (laughs) I do it again. Just beat me with nine sticks. The only white guy to get beaten to death by white cops on the junctions. Who's going to take a knee for me, though? How do you mm. mispronounce Arkansas? Because it looks like you should say it, Arkansas. That's okay. how it reads. That's how it reads. Okay. But it's not, it's Arkansas, and I'm I do not, it every time. I'm not sure if you've ever looked at the, the word. I do it every fucking time. Well, most times anyway, because that's I, when I read it, I'm visualising the word in my head, and I go, Ah, oh, Kansas, every fucking time in Arkansas. <laughs> Shocking. Mm. And I'll finish on this one. Please don't. Mm. You do jizz everywhere. Uh, well, it's a guess one, actually. Can anyone guess how many shipwrecks lie on the ocean floor? Oh, guys, in the millions. How would they know? Well, that, yeah. It's documented, I'm not I guess. sure about millions. Alright then, I'm going to go um, 600,000. I'm going to go 1.1 million. Oh, Claire. I'm going to go 300,000. Hang on, what dates are we looking at? That's an important Any, any dates, isn't it? Just, history, yeah. It all documented. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going 300,000. I go, uh, go 650,000. I want to go in between 600,000 and 700,000. 600, well, Ben, you should have stuck to your guns. Pete wins. Oh, wow. It's three million. No way. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I, was, I, I drifted off my point thinking, like, oh, they won't be looking at uh, every... I mean, every fucking ship that's ever sank. That's what I was thinking. Is in a million? I was thinking, well, it's no, got I was like, been well, at least a million. Then I was like, if they're documenting them, how many is it? Mm. So I went a bit lower. That was my reasoning, because they're documenting mm. them. Well, Insurance purposes and things like that, and you know, in modern, more modern ones, because there's not many ships go down, is there nowadays, really? You're not going to find much reminiscence of them either. Then you've got to look at war wrecks and all that, haven't you? 
See, you shouldn't have just blurted out a number. You should have thought of this first. <laughs> That's what I did. You said a few mil. I know, I did, and um, and then I thought, ah, no, because of documenting it and stuff mm. like that. How many really are there that we know about? I mean, obviously, there's been pretty double. What was it? The three million pizza. That's a 1.1. 1.1. If there's 3,000,000 you said then, Mike, there's really double that, triple that. Yeah. Yeah, for the time that we weren't recording. Yeah. You? No, it's just estimated, so I guess they took that into account. Ah, right. Mm. I, I'm going to disagree with their estimation. Mm. We'll take it up with whoever. Let's <laughs> take it up with the QIL. Some, some maritime person. Mm. Oh, I'll punch Captain Attic in the fucking face if I have to. <laughs> and on that note, let's end the show. I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. Much appreciated. Don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a cult. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete. Hey, I shoot by. My brother. <laughs>